Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Enjoy local voices. Enjoy local opinions. All on one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast DC is the new local app with hundreds of DC area podcasts. Featuring some of the DC area's best personalities, pundits, and provocateurs. Earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts you love instantly. With new programs being added every week, don't hesitate. Download Podcast DC now for free. Available in the App Store or in Google Play. Podcast DC. Listen local. Say It Loud Network and Mino Lion Media presents Business First. Hi, and welcome to Business First with Sonia Aline. I am your host. Thank you for joining me. You know, this is a podcast where we hope that we inspire listeners to think differently about how they approach business and how they serve their clients and their customers in the marketplace. Today, we want to talk about the launch. Yes, getting started, pulling the trigger, making things happen. That can be one of the most difficult parts of starting a business is actually just getting started launching and um, having the courage to just say, I'm going to do this. And so we have someone with us today who I think can speak perfectly to that and hopefully help you if you feel stalled in any way, shape or fashion. Um, I want to give you a little bit of background about her first. Marcia Cole has had a long and dynamic history in the media, beauty and lifestyle industries as a writer and as an editor. Having served in a variety of senior level media positions for companies that include Time Inc., Latina Media Ventures, and Fairchild Publications. Marcia today is a serial entrepreneur. As CEO, she runs Ivy Digital Agency, a boutique digital social media and content agency whose clients include and have included L'Oreal's Mazzani, BET, and the African American Film Critics Award. As a certified life coach, she is also the founder of Passion Meets Purpose, a nonprofit that brings coaching programs to homeless shelters. Her most recent endeavor is as co-founder of Four Phase, an afterbirth gift box company created to help new mothers with much needed postnatal support. Marcia, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. A good day. Um, lots to do. And uh, we're excited. We're excited about everything that's happening. So yeah, be good. Yeah, so you uh, you know, I want the audience to hear about your business journey, but I'd also like us to talk a little bit because you have launched a number of programs and companies. You've also helped other people launch products and services. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, what is it that prevents people from, you know, just jumping in and, and making it happen from your point of view, if you could think about that. Oh, absolutely. Um, is many of the things that I've launched there's also things that I've not launched yet. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I would, you know, I think everyone has their own reasons on why they may not have uh, pursued something to the end to really bring it out, you know, take something from ideation to actual completion and bring it and showing it into the world. But I feel like, you know, if we, if you take out all the, the reasons that may be finances, it may be time, it may be family and all those things underneath all of that, when you really get down to it is uh, some level of fear that. That, um, that, you know, am I good enough? Is this going to work? Will right. people accept it? Um, you know, uh, am I doing the right thing? And so there's like, you know, levels of fear and self-doubt that that really take over the um, the momentum, if you will, for someone right. to say like, you know, because when we get an idea, the idea, you know, and really depending on the idea, some ideas are so robust and they're so rich and you can, you know, you see the entire thing before you. And for mm-hmm. some people, that may become too overwhelming, actually. And so, and and the reason why it may become overwhelming is is because you're like, there are people who are the they are the big ideas person, and they're not necessarily uh, the person who then can see every step that needs to occur in order for the big idea to actually come to fruition. So they bring other people in to fill in the blanks. If you are a person that big idea and you're able to see all the steps and you know all the the steps or you have an idea of the steps, whether you've done those steps or not, that all may become extremely overwhelming. And sometimes when people then find out what the steps are to bring something to fruition, it it becomes overwhelming to them because there's so many moving parts for any project that you're bringing to life. And so the fear creeps in, the fear and doubt creeps in. Can I do this? I'm not sure I'm able to do this. And, um, And then they just stop, right? They move on, they go to, you know, do the other things that they're doing or that they're that's a part of their life and they put it on the back burner. And so the 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 issue with that though is and I'm going to say issue but the you know there there is a there is something that you trade off when you defer a dream, right? Um it stays it stays with you, with you know, you, you know and, and it's and it literally things that you don't like make manifest like they they become like they're like little particles to me. This is my my belief they be like little particles that stays within you and sort of like the more you have one dream, two dreams, three dreams, four dreams that you haven't moved on, they weigh you down. And so it's literally like, you know, you have your to-do list and you, in the, when you, you cross the thing off the to-do list, you become, you know, you feel lighter. There is a, there is a physical reaction to it. And I think the same thing goes for ideas and dreams that when we don't pursue them, they, they weigh us, it weighs us, it weighs us down. And so, and the, the biggest issue with that is that it doesn't leave room for other dreams and ideas because that's now still filled by the one that you didn't pursue five years ago. And it's five years have gone by and you still haven't moved on it. And so, um, so I really think it's, you know, it's fear and self-doubt and, and, and self-doubt is still wrapped up into fear. Like there's, you know, I operate from the belief there's really only two emotions that we're working out of. We're either, you know, motivated, by or moved by the love of something or we're motivated by and, you know, get stuck by the the fear of something. And so it's one of those two, it's one of those monkeys that we're feeding each day um, when we're moving, you know, when we, when we do things or don't do things, it's, it's one of those things that's operating. Yeah. Right. And, you know, you've done enough work where you understand that's what it is Um, for someone who's listening, you know, right now and going, oh, I think that that's it. I think that's why I keep deferring or I keep, I think 
that's why I keep putting things off. What would you, because you said two things that I thought was important. One was, I guess you have to kind of determine who you are, right? Am I, am I the big idea person? Right. And I, and I need to get support because that's why I do really well just coming up with the ideas and not really doing the execution. Right. And then the second thing is, you know, even if I can execute, I know that I can execute. Um, why is it that I'm not doing the thing that I'm actually doing? Right. And so what would you, what would you suggest to someone who's sitting and saying, you know what, I'm, 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 I'm the person, I'm the big idea person or to the person who's saying, yeah, I just, I know I can execute it. I just, I, I'm just not moving the way I need to. And it might be because I'm, I'm doubting or I might have some sort of fear. Yeah. I would, uh, I would say to any, for anyone, for any idea that you're trying to accomplish, it's like the first thing is, um, you know, yeah, look within your immediate circle of friends, you know, like make the list of like the things that you think you're going to need um, or the, the support that you think you're going to need. And, um, and then first tap into your circles to see who within my circle already has that skill set, right? Who within my circle um, that I, I know they're reliable, that they show up when they say they're going to show up and, um, and, and they can at least, if, if they can't do it, they can at least point me in the right direction to someone who can, right? So try to, you know, build a team. Um, ideas that are, I feel like when, when, you know, people are connected to the idea, they, they, you know, everyone is really, really willing to support in any way that they can, if they believe in the project and they believe in the mission that you have. I think sometimes we, we make, we make the, the, the erroneous assumption that, you know, support is not going to be there, you know, for us. Mm -hmm. And, and also that just because we can do it, everything, or we can do all those things doesn't mean that we have to do all of those things, right? That's, that's because for sure. there's yeah. nothing quicker for you or there's no more, there's nothing more faster for you to get burnout by you doing everything yourself. Any Every business requires multiple hands, multiple departments, multiple people in order for it to, to be a success. And if you want it to really be a success, and um, then you're going to need the support. And I think what, what you just said is like, you know, is so important to, to be able to do the self-evaluation and ask yourself those questions, you know, which is a, a big part of that could be, you know, well, how, how big do I want this to be? Because mm -hmm. you may just want it to be, you know what, I just do this on the side. I do this on the weekends and that's good enough for me. And that makes me happy. Right. So nothing wrong with that. If you say, hi, I want this to actually be a really big thing. Then a big thing is much bigger than myself. Like I can't, I can't make a big thing by myself. No one does that. I don't care if you just only see the, that sole person as the founder of that. They had a full on team. They had mm -hmm. someone that dealt with the logistics. They had someone that, that, um, that knew the finances. They had someone to, you know, to do all the marketing or, you know, or hired someone over, over time to do so, even if they were, you know, them and two other people or three other people, but find the right team who can help you bring your fruition, you know, bring your, your, your dream to, to full fruition. Okay. I, you know, there was an interesting point that you made as well, because um, we make the assumption that everybody wants a very big company right. and um, yeah, to, to have a successful business doesn't mean that it has to be very big in scope. It just means that you have to be clear about what, you know, what your goals are mm -hmm. for your business. And I think that's also very important. Like, I, I you know, I, I think I'm a person when I get ideas, it's funny, you describe me perfectly. I can see it like it, it, it becomes very clear for me, but it's I don't know if I'm 
always really good in, in, in determining like how big I want it to be or what the scope is or, mm-hmm. um, you know, how far, you know, this, this could take me. So that would be, I would imagine that would be excellent advice for someone to consider as they are beginning the launching process. Absolutely. And, and honestly, it's typically not the founder that's going to see the, the real big potential of something. Typically mm-hmm. it's not like the founder you have, you know, an idea came down, it was downloaded. You're just like, yeah, I like this. I'm going to do this. You know, oh, I see it. I love to do that. And you connect with it and, um, and then you start moving towards it. But there are other, when you bring on those other voices, then they're mm-hmm. able to really expand the vision and make you, you know, see beyond what you are seeing. Remember Mark Zuckerberg was what created Facebook right. as, uh, as a way to identify people within that one college, right? Yeah, and exactly. it wasn't, it wasn't until, um, Sean Parker, you know, came along and he's like, no, we're going to have world domination. <laughs> right. What a great example. Of- and I'm completely paraphrasing from, you know, basically from that, that movie. But, but then he was just like, wow, it wasn't just like, you know, you could do this now at Harvard or then you can now collect all the Ivy League colleges. It was no, we're going to co- connect the world. The world, right? Yeah. <laughs> what an what an amazing example, right? Of how like a really small idea could change, like ch- change the world, right? Change so <laughs> change the world, right? Yeah. And, and again, I think, and and I mean, I think anyone in the tech space, um, and all the so the the people who created social media, you know, did the person who created, you know, uh, Twitter think that that it was going to end up being, you know, it was like, oh, you can now just give 140 characters, to, you know, to say whatever you want, but they didn't think it was, and it was going to end up being, you know, um, the the town crier of the of the globe, you know, yeah. telling the story, being the platform that tells the story of the oppressed, you know, the uprising in in Egypt, and you know, in all of those different places, sure. and literally giving black people a, a a platform to have a voice, where yeah. you know what they're saying. So like the black Twitter versus now a you know it's a thing. The thing, yes. That's what was going to happen, and a thing that affects change and and will implement change. And so you you know you never know where an idea is going to take you, or you know what wings it's going to actually sprout once it's actually out into the world. But our job is to just to be able to bring it to the world, and and the 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 rub is that if you don't bring it, someone else will, right? And so, you know, a, um, what's her name? Oh, man. I the author's name. Um, ooh, she wrote um, E Pray Love. Oh, Elizabeth Gilbert. Gilbert, right. And so um, she has another book. Um, uh, I think it's called, uh, was it Big, Big Dreams? Big, um, Big Ideas. It's called Big Something. And in one mm-hmm. of, in, inside the book, she, she tells the story of how she had an idea for a book. And then um, she started working on the book. And then um, events happened that made the book, you know, go away or, you know, went to the wayside. And then someone else came out with the exact same idea. Exactly. Well. Yeah. Who, who actually yeah. was another author that she was 
corresponding with and had never told about the book at all. But the person had the exact same. I told it a completely different story in a different way. But it was right, but... And she she wrote this thing that was so powerful to me. It was like, you know, she goes, you know, when you get an idea and you accept the idea, you have entered into a contract with that idea. And that idea will, will some ideas will wait for you to be ready to execute on that contract and others will not. Will not. And when you, and it will not because you, they waited and you, you basically made that contract null and void by not moving on it. And so that the expiration date went out and that, that idea was now free to go to someone else who will then find a way to execute it. And so you have to then start thinking of your idea. Ideas. And some ideas, I feel like, you know, you could put it to the wayside. And again, because it's still waiting for you. For you. Yeah. 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 It will still be there when you get the courage to do so. But yeah. other times it may not. Yeah. I love that you you brought that up because um, Lisa Nichols also said something that, that, that that's, that's a core spiritual belief of mine as well. And so something very similar. But she said that when you get these ideas or when you're inspired by these ideas it's the universe god has said that you're the person to execute like you're that we've decided that you're the one to do this and so if you don't do it the work still has to get done right and so it's got to go to someone else so i used to hear someone tell this joke i haven't been able to figure out if it's if it's true or not but but it 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 it, um it explains it explains the point that we're making here because artists get it all the time right and so they say that michael jackson used to say when he was inspired he's just like if I don't write this song, Prince is going to do it. And so it would move him. So I, it was, it's a great story. I don't know if it's true. I love it because it it, 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 um, it just it, it solidifies the point of what, what we're doing. And artists do get it all the time. I mean, how many times do we hear of artists who will, you know, write down a um, write down a song on a napkin in a restaurant? And that's the song that becomes the defining um, song of their career because they were inspired. They went with the inspiration and they just did it. I really want you to talk about um, fourth phase because um, it explains a little bit about what, what you were talking about, too, because it, this was what you're doing is such an amazing um, platform program company. It's it's much needed. Um, but there was a point at which you felt that you shouldn't have been part of the idea. But the way things kept going and kept happening, um, you are now the co-founder yeah. of fourth phase. So if you can tell us a little bit about that, that journey. Absolutely. And so Fourth Phase is an afterbirth gift box um, created to help new mothers heal, feel, and be heard. And so um, what's inside of Fourth Phase, we have two different boxes. Let me just kind of give you what is there. We have two Mm -hmm. different boxes, um, a vaginal birth box and a belly birth box. So we call C-sections belly births to to remove the stigma around the the name of of C-sections, which was actually um, the belly birth was given by one of the doulas that we work with. And so... um, um, the the product was uh, the idea for fourth phase uh, came from my co-founder Nana Isen Akiwowo, and um, you know it really is designed to um, to help new mothers during the fourth trimester. And the fourth trimester occurs immediately after she gives birth. Um, the first twelve weeks are really crucial, and it goes up until the first year of a mother giving birth. And so we created this to be um, the products to be uh, based around the well-being and the care for the mother, right? So the baby, you know, everything, you know, when a woman gets pregnant, it's all about the baby, the baby's health. The first trimester uh, that a woman is pregnant, that's most important for the health.
health and well-being of the child uh, to make sure that the child is actually going to even, you know, survive. And so, um, so what the mother does during that time is really crucial and everything else, but again, because it's about the well-being of the baby. The fourth trimester, like the first trimester, is, is extremely crucial and extremely critical um, because it's about the well-being of the mother. She has just gone through the trauma. Her body has just gone through a trauma. Her mental well-being has just gone through a trauma of giving birth, of being the, the vessel to have life come through it. And so um, whether she had an easy birthing experience or a hard birthing experience, she still has a bodily function that needs to be adjusted. Her uterus has to shrink back down into size. Um, she may have, if she had a vaginal birth, she may have had a vaginal tears that can go from first degree to fourth degree. Um, peeing becomes difficult. Um, she may have difficult with uh, with latching, understanding or connecting with the baby. And so there, there's wide range of uh, physical things that the woman goes through that no one talks about, right? And no one, um, and no one addresses. And it's literally like, you know, the, 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 the conversation around the fourth trimester usually revolves around postpartum depression, right? So, and there's like something mm-hmm. severely wrong. Um, but then there's a, a lesser degree of that called the baby blues, which again, the mother is, has gone through any, she has to emotionally reconnect with herself because she had life go through her. She pushed out this nine pound, eight pound baby. Um, did her experience, depending on what that experience was during that time, was it pleasant? Was, did she feel vulnerable? Did she feel um, like choices were removed from her because then things were made? There's so many different things that can happen during that, that moment that she actually goes into labor. So we, so we created this box to help her during this process. Um, there are 12 to 14 products in there um, that's meant to heal her physically, help with lactation, um, you know, pamper her, you know, overall, just in, you know, just in case there's a journal for her to write down her thoughts to get those ta- thoughts out. We did, um, we created um, uh, digital downloads for affirmations for her to say, again, for her to reground, you know, herself on who she is as a woman, because there's a quote that is said, you know, the moment a, a woman gives birth, um, she, she, it's she, that she becomes not just, she becomes, a, it's, she becomes a new person, right? The woman existed before, but the mother, this is the first time the mother has actually existed. Right. So she has to come, she has to wrap her head around her new existence, her new being, while also taking care of a new infant, right? And so that's right. a level of multitasking and physical. So it's a lot of things that's going on with her. She's going to require more. Indigenous cultures understand this in Afro traditional yes. African cultures, you know, they don't do baby showers, but they the village shows up when the baby has been born. In Animal Kingdom, I just you know saw something with where the elephant gave wow. birth and the herd came around the mother while she was giving birth. And then they picked, you know, got the baby and they did the whole thing. And so they're all there um helping and understanding what's what that there is a, a special kind of need that she's going to actually require. And so um a friend you know my friend Nano had started, you know, this was her idea. She had the logo, she had her palette. Um we we I, I called her on a whim, literally, um, to do a check-in as, you know, as a friend saying, Hey, what's happening with that project? And um, you know, we had whiteboard, I think I explained we had whiteboard um, you know, the various projects that she and I both were working on, just as a you know, brainstorming session, like this is what we want to do the next year 
and stuff like that. And okay, who do we need to, who do we know and who do we need to contact? You know, all of those things. And, um, you know, I had relocated the following year, dealt with some family issues and then COVID hit. And so um, when I checked in, it was really just like, what's what's going on with that project? Which I normally do with friends, like saying like, what's right. happening? You know, I hadn't heard about what's going on. And so she was like, ah, you know, <laughs> 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 oh, I you know, I hired this person. We're trying to get the website. And that was like in July. And she was trying to launch the website in August. And so I think when we, when we talk about the launch, truthfully, so when I started working with her, she was trying to launch the project, right, trying to launch the website, um, you know, a month later. I was like, okay, that's possible. I can do it. Um, I have an agency. We could do that. And and I had, you know, I was on a, a hiatus prior and I said, well, I don't have Shopify experience. And so this will give me some a chance to get some Shopify experience. So I'll work with you. I'll do it. No problem. And um, I'll, I'll do the, the social media templates and stuff like that and, and you know, get you all, you know, really set up in, in that way. And um, and so the project kept pulling me and pulling me. And so it's like I was working on it and coming up with different things. And, and first we were having trouble with Shopify. I actually don't like Shopify, but that's a whole other story. And and so I was working on it on a weekend. I was working on it. You know, one, I was trying to get her to get her to this deadline um, that, that, you know, for launch. And then we were, you know, trying to, um, uh, then, then it was still just like calling me all the time. I was like, okay, you know, and I, and I believed in the project. Um, it was a social impact company. Um, so every purchase of the product, then we get to donate a, a similar version to a new mom in sub-Saharan Africa. And so, wow. so I was all on board, you know, with that. We're both, um, you know, we both are part of the philanthropic efforts. I have my nonprofit. She had her nonprofit. So, so all of this made sense to me. And um, she was going for a pitch. And so, you know, we were working on it. And so she was thinking, I, she tells the story. She's like, yeah, I knew I was going to get you. And, um, and so, <laughs> when you kept, when you would call me in the middle of the night with an idea, I was like, oh, she's actually going to get and she goes, you know, a lot of people who said they were going to do things and, you know, and right. don't, she goes, but you actually did it and you showed up. And I was like, yeah, you know, cause this is, this is what we do. And so, um, when, you know, when, you know, she kept saying, well, what do you, what do you think? You know, um, you know, how do you want to work together? I was like, well, I'm still thinking about it, you know, and stuff. And, um, and part of the reason, the first part was that I already had things on my plate. I was going to reposition my agency and I had the nonprofit, you know, we were in the middle of COVID. And so, and I'm trying to figure out all of these things as well. And then the other part of it was that, you know, uh, the, the, you know, the mantra of it was like, this was, you know, created by moms for moms and I am not a mother. And so I was like, well, I don't fit this narrative, um, you know, that you have, you know, for this story. And so, so that was really kind of, you know, rolling around in my head, which, you know, underneath that all was just basically, uh, you know, who are you to, you know, who are you to, to, to help moms and to, to position yourself, um, you know, within it, within this space when you haven't had right. a child, right? right? And so, which, which again, so that's like that self doubt, you know, coming through because then now we have concrete, concrete proof. You're not a mother. You never went through, you know, vaginal birth mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, what you call it birth. So why would you be, you know, the person to do this? And then one day it just clicked. I was like, wait a minute, men launch products for women all day long and don't think twice about it. They launch lipsticks, <laughs> they launch uh, bras, 
They launched pantyhose. They lost, you know, makeup. They lost launch perfume. And so it's like, why am I holding myself back? You know, as a result, I have the skill sets. Um, you know, I, I have more actually, ex- you know, beauty, not even just beauty experience, but I have more of the business experience in terms of bringing a product to launch. Um, I understand, you know, business, business, um, not just like doing a nonprofit was after I did had like two different businesses and they were service based businesses. But again, I, you know, I've had the, the skill set and I, un, you know, the core understanding of things and I had raised money before. And so like, you know, there were all these different things, all the positives certainly outweigh that one negative that was there. The, the one negative, yeah. right. The one negative. <laughs> yeah. These 10 different, you know, um, positives and that one negative was like, ah, you can't do it. <laughs> It's amazing. Megaphone in my ear. And so I coached myself through that. And um, and then when we spoke about it, we were on the same page. And, you know, she's like, yeah, most definitely, you know, come along, um, you know, to do it. Um, I, 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 I skipped the part where um, before I said yes, like, you know, the, while I was trying to help her get the website done, uh, she had a pitch meeting to go to uh, with, a, with a friend who put together some angel investors and um, and so I was like, let me see that deck, you know, and uh, she's like, okay. And then we ended up working through it for like a weekend and going, you know, rehearsal. I was like, that's not how you tell the story. This is how we, you know, you position it and everything else to really let people understand like what, why this is so valuable. And so, and she, and so, you know, she knows how to pitch. She, she's really great and um, within it. And um, she, she pitched it and, and then she ended up getting, you know, three times the amount that, that the initial pitch was. Wow. Made. And so now there was like, you know, a seed seed money as opposed to like fully gone bootstrapping it. And um and we we're, you know, still bootstrapping, of course, and adding, you know, our, you know, our owns to it and stuff like that. And so once that was there, then it it opened up a, a larger dialogue of like, okay, how are you really going to do this business? And what are the products that are going to actually be in this box? Um, because initially it was going to be um all different products, different products from different brands. And so as a company, I was like, okay, I really need to see the numbers now and what your margins are with regards to uh, the purchasing of products and what what's going to, you know, what the what the real valuation is going to be uh, for this. And so when we went over all of that stuff and I was like, you know, it doesn't make sense for us to not um, create your own brandings, your own products within this box. Everything in this box, the you know, what you're thinking about, you can actually create actually create it. And I have like my, um, I have like, I'm a, I'm a herbalist, natural person kind of thing. So I had that training of like essential oils and, 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 um, and herbs and different things that, that can, that are healing. And, um, so we created the formulations then came up with the products, the product names, uh, found the manufacturers for, you know, for, um, packaging and different things. And I said, you know, it, it, it would, it doesn't make, it wouldn't be fiscal responsible for you not to go down the rabbit hole to just find out what you know what it's actually going to cost you now or from um, from a wholesale perspective of like what you know each item is going to be and again like it's not even about oh how much money is fourth phase is going to make or it's like but it's about how much more impact we're going to make um, by the by the donations because if we're able to do this and we're able you know we're able to bring it in this amount that we're able to give even more so and so that's how 
how that's kind of how the so the, that came. So we didn't launch all that to say we did not launch in in August, um, you know, um, and then we had moved the deadline to a December. And so the the idea was to be able to uh, come out, do a beta testing, and so that we're able to provide a proof of concept, you know, within it, and then launch bigger. And then as it started with one product that was created, and then it it morphed into you know more, and I pushed and we, we like we all ended right. up with and then and, and, and I want you to explain too that the importance of creating your own product yeah. right, is you would explain yeah. when we'd spoken offline was that if you would use products that were already available, then there would be no need for people to come back. Exactly. And so you. that was the that was the the you know the primary impetus. It was like you'll never have a repeat customer in right. the box, you know, if everything in the box is always, you know, from someone else, they'll just go to that other brand, which again mm-hmm. is fine if that's the business right. that you want, right? Right. Um, so my job was, uh, and, and I am a like think bigger, you know, type mm-hmm. of person. And so um, my job was then to just to say like, okay, well, you know, what if, you know, what if you, you know, what if we did it this way? And then now that cost it. So those costs become prohibitive. You can't even, you know, and you can't even, your cha- your supply chain, you know, will, will, it's not yours to actually own fully because you're now at the, at the whim of another business. And so it will limit like how much you can grow, when you can grow and all these different things. And so, right. but there are other, you know, like there are people who, who do it so that that's all fine. But yeah. when we went down the rabbit hole, it made more sense to, for everything in the box to be fourth phase. Now you can't, now I can't even, you know, now she would never want anybody. She doesn't want anybody else in the box. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I, I want to spend a minute and really emphasize your value. And I, I, you know, I know Nana as well. And so she's a dynamic businesswoman in, in her own sense and, and for the things that she's done on her own. But, you know, when you think about you, you know, again, particularly for the, the sake of the, the, the listening audience is, you know, when you think about like what you brought in terms of storytelling and um, uh, branding and marketing and pitching, and you were still at some point thinking, you know what, I'm I'm really not the, the right person right. for this. And so, you know, sometimes when you think that people have, um, you know, you know, they're nervous or they're fearful, you kind of think that, you know, we're talking about people who, you know, don't really feel strong about a lot of the things that they bring to a business. And here it is, you could literally create a list of all of the things that you could do. And your only concern was that, you know what, I haven't given birth. Right. Even though you've, even though you're an auntie, a mentor, even, even in that aspect in terms of nurture, you're definitely a nurturer. Um, but because you hadn't given birth, you were almost ready to write yourself out of this, right. out of this yeah. beautiful needed um, opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, just goes to the point of just like, you know, the stories that we tell ourselves, right. right? And, right. and, um, and the reasons why that the, you know, as they say, if you fight for your limitations and you shall have them. Right. And so wow. if you're, you know, thinking about, you're thinking about it from, from the scarcity mentality of like, you're not, of I am not enough. It will, you will always find the, the proof, you know, to underscore that, that belief system. And like I said, I, you know, I was, you know, as, as I was thinking about it, do I, do I want to do this or do I not? You know, um, I know there's two things that I know for myself when it comes to projects and, and I, and I really under, you know, I knew it before, but I don't think I, 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 um, I grasped the, the full understanding of like, you know, I know, I know this, right. You know, like you can experience 
experience it and they're like, yeah, but you kind of, you know, push it to the side. But I know when, uh, when there is wind beneath something, I know when, uh, when a project, it, you know, pulls me and pulls my energy without me having to do it. And, and likewise, when a project, um, depletes my energy, you know, whether or not I should be a part of it, that's really important to know. So, um, you know, I've, I've been around the block enough to know that now and to understand, like, you know, when, when then something is in alignment with me, right. Mm. Versus something that's not in alignment with me. And so, and, and to pay attention to when the alignment is happening without effort. Right. Um, right. and, um, and I realized that like when, when I, I really saw that with passion meets purpose, when I launched my nonprofit, right. like it, it, it moved in a, in a, in a way that was like, okay, you, I took one step. It was literally like, you know, Michael Jackson's off the wall and he's not off the wall, but, mm-hmm. um, Billy G that he like takes a step and the other step lights up like that. Right. <laughs> like, like that's what happened, you know, with it, the partnerships with, um, with the homeless shelter, the, the people who then got involved and, you know, it like, I was like, okay, God, I, I see when, when that's moving. And so when we become connected to those moments, then you know how to recognize it and that the moments don't become fleeting where it's just like, oh, this happened. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah, this is cool. And this, I'm so blessed and thank God. But, but you miss the, the signs, right? You miss the, the, right. the signs that like this, this happened this way, right? When something is not, a, when, when it, when it's a wind beneath the wind, um, beneath your wings and, and you're literally just walking and, but you're moving at a rapid pace, there, there are signs that are happening all around you. And so it takes, right. you know, it, it requires just like really connecting to that. And, and that, that makes all the difference, I think, for you to, for me to say, Yes, or you know, or fully, you know, or fully no. And even within that, you know, the yeah. doubt came in. But again, like I said, I was like, thankfully, I had the tools to be able to coach myself down, you know, from you know, coach myself out of the the negative thought that was there that was trying to disrupt it. Right. Tell us a little bit about um, passion meets purpose. Uh, I can imagine that that is very rewarding for you to be able to take these these coaching opportunities into homeless shelters. You know, when you think about people who might be thinking that they don't have the tools or they don't have the resources, I would imagine you're seeing a lot of that in a place like a homeless shelter. And so can you can you talk about like maybe any breakthrough moments or aha moments or things that you noticed um, among people who 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 are assuming that are that might feel hopeless? Um, Like what happens when you're able to to coach them or to give them ideas that can change the way that they're they're thinking about their lives? My God, um, I don't don't think there's anything more like rewarding that that is soul work for me like that is um that what i what i recognize with that um it was one time that we did the pilot program and it was through the pilot program and like i think in week 3 so it's an 8 week course um, that um, it's called Life by Design. And so uh, the whole point is that we're helping them to see options and possibilities within themselves that even though they're in these current circumstances, that they are not the circumstance, right? And right. so um, we go through a wide range of, of, of things each week. Um, we're there for like at two hours or so, um, you know, with them. But I think it was like the week three and I was sitting there and we're in our little circle. Um, we are 
pilot program was done with Help USA, and um, the, the you know I learned so much because there's a wide variety, a wide range of like what makes what what um, what makes someone uh, to be homeless um, in Help USA. They were a part of a shelter. Um, you know they uh, they lost their apartment from a fire, or you know maybe it was an illegal apartment, or, or their home was you know some something something of that nature. But they are working. They're people who are working, right? They just now were displaced from their homes. And so um, it was, it became a space for them to, they, you know, so everyone, everyone is in resistance from being in the shelter and they're angry about being in the shelter and they're angry that their life has been disrupted. And so um, this, the, the program created, the program created space for them to just kind of um, be with themselves for a minute without everything else, talk through what was, what was going on. And then uh, for us to just show a, a shifting of the lens. And I remember thinking, um, you know, first, like, I think the first one, one of the times where, where, you know, we started talking and one of the participants, she just started bawling. And um, and so something that was said, you know, touched her in, in, in inside where she, you know, she understood and um, she understood that, like, you know, that she they actually have a choice in life. Right. And that they can create new opportunities for themselves when they shift their thinking and shift the lens of how they're seeing their current life situation. And I remember, I think it was like literally like the third week after being there and, um, you know, and you start to see things, you know, kind of gelling and stuff with the ladies. And um, um, and, and it was in it, it a space for men and women, but mostly women came, you know, because women like to <laughs> um, do um, self-help. And, um, and I remember leaving that place thinking, wow, my heart is so full from this. I said, you know, I, I didn't, I was like, you know what? I was like, wow, this, my heart is so full and I'm so grateful to be able to do this work um, with them. And I felt that this, I was like, this is really soul, this is soul work. And I was like, this is very different from um, the work that I've always done, which I've always done work that I loved, right? So I've never done work that I didn't love. So I was always in a space of like, I, I love what I do. It's hard. Yes, but I still love what I do. But this filled my soul in a completely different way. And so, wow. and I, I was like, wow. So, and I said, you know, this, that's a different metric of success, right? So mm -hmm. there was the, you know, Marcia, former editor, um, magazine, right? Magazine, digital and all of that stuff. Agency owner, which I was still doing, you know, that while I was doing it. And, um, you know, accomplished so-and-so, you know, was, you know, whatever titles and all of those things, all great. I said, but, but this, I said that, you know, the, the, the third, that the real metric of success is like, does the work that you're doing make your heart sing? Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's a completely different level of satisfaction than, um, than what I had before, which again, I've always loved, but I'm like, but this makes my heart sing. And, and I never would have known that feeling had I not um, pursued it, right? Mm -hmm. I had no intention of creating a, a nonprofit that was coaching. First of all, I went through a coaching program to help me. I didn't, <laughs> I, because I was getting 
roadblocks as a as an entrepreneur that I knew at that point. Um, I was like, I'm hitting this roadblock. I'm not. I'm. I feel like I'm stuck and I'm not moving or going after these bigger contracts like I I should be and like like I have done previously. Like something something else is happening and I knew that I couldn't get myself out of it. Right. And I knew enough that I needed you know someone who can yeah show me some tools and and help me see life through a through see myself through some different lens. And so when I went through that program, that's when this whole thing opened up and and then I and I followed the the inspiration that came to set that right. said, what if we're able to bring this into shelters and um and put that thing together and then at the you know once that program happened. So it's literally like you know six months, eight months later I was in my first shelter and 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 creating that eight week program and um and going you know through it and then at the at midway through it I see you know like wow my soul sang as a result of that and I've never had that experience before so there's something to again just be like you don't know what you're going to experience when you follow the idea or follow the inspiration and and which road is really going to lead you down and and that is going to lead you to part of you know purposeful work you know overall so yeah and and so part of following the inspiration is being able to move and so one of the things that I I admire about you and I like about you is that you you yourself are a coach but you always are looking to be coached to find programs that work for you um, to be able to move you through and so I'd like you to 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 share with our audience just the importance of that I I know not everyone can afford a coach but just the importance of finding um, either a network or some sort of support that can just move you along, as you say, to to follow the inspiration, to follow the dream. Absolutely. Um, I would never, I think I would never start a business today. I would, and I would say this to everyone, I would, I would never start a business without having, um, having the experience of, of, of working with a coach, um, having the experience of, if it's not then a coach, then being a part of some support groups, like Facebook has like a million and one groups, find, find the tribe of the people, you know, the type of the business that you're trying to do. Um, even if you're not the one speaking, you'll find inspiration in the stories because people are sharing their stories and they're sharing their journeys and you can learn from them as well. But, you know, if you have a, if you have the ability to get a coach, hire a coach, and um, there's two different things, like a coach is not um, an advisor. And sometimes people think that coaching is, 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 is that the coach is there to help you really discover everything that's already inside of you, right? And so for you to recognize what the, what kind of power you really have, for you to recognize that the answers are within you, and they're helping you with the tools. Um, and the tools could be just about asking the right types of questions that will bring you to the real answer, you know, that's needed for that, for that, for that breakthrough to actually happen. And so um, most definitely uh, find a coach, find the, your mentors, find that, you know, the different people, if you don't have mentors like I think uh, part of our generation was um, was really very much a solo type of endeavor young people today are are not soloists you know they they get the tribe they understand the village is needed and so tap into that tap into uh, you know how they're sharing information all around on social media because it is all there the access to information is all there today and um, it's it is in your best interest to constantly view yourself as the, the primary area that 
that you reinvest in yourself. We have not been taught as a community that after college that we are to continue to invest in ourselves. We literally like thinking, you know, that's it. And this is why um, we're not seen at events where we should be, where, where information is being shared, where networking is occurring with different types of people um, who have different access, who have different networks overall, because then you're not going to these events. You're not paying the $150. You're not doing the so-and-so. I remember one time writing out, I was like, you know, we have a funny way of looking at money sometimes, you know, with um, and how we utilize money. $150, oh, we'll n- think nothing of it to, to buy a purse, but, you know, we'll balk right. at it if it's for a conference. And if a conference where that's going to give you access to people and places or different things that you've never had before or that you wouldn't typically have, mm-hmm. why would you not be doing it? But now we have Clubhouse, mm-hmm. so you can, don't have to pay anything <laughs> and you right. can get on Clubhouse. <laughs> yeah, the technology, yeah. Technology <laughs> has made it. I mean, we were talking about that earlier. Technology has made everything available. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah it's yeah, important. But I, yeah. but I cannot, I can't overemphasize that much to like get into rooms, get into spaces as, as often as you can. Um, and for everything, and, and it's what I say, for every area of your life where you don't know, right? For every area of your life where you you were not taught, you know, where, you know, we, we, we talk about adulting and stuff. And, and, and if you weren't taught certain things as a, as a child, as a teenager, as a, you know, a, a, a before you got into college, if you weren't taught about finances, if you weren't taught about investing, if you weren't taught about real estate, if you weren't taught about all these things that are actually so livelihood, you know, once you whether work for someone else or not, then find the experts and take their course. Everybody's doing courses now. So take their courses and, you know, and learn so that you can be more knowledgeable. Like, you, you know, you should never stop learning. I don't, I'm, you know, I just don't think right. you should ever stop learning and finding out what the new, you know, the new things are and, and how does it work and stuff. Um, I, I like learning. So, um, so that's, that's, I, I think I'm, I'm always curious about different things. And so that comes naturally to me. Like my jam is like, I'll just sit here in the corner. <laughs> I'll be quarantined in the corner. Watching some, some, reading some books. Reading some books. Oh, what is that about? Let me take this course and then put it in my schedule to like, you know, give myself time to actually, you know, learn it and take notes and all of those things so I can come out, a, you know, a better person. And if I, and I'm not ashamed to say that I didn't, you know, learn this, you know, when I'm in my 20s, right. I'm much older now. And I was like, well, better, I'm still alive. So I need to still, That's right. I need to still learn it. Right. So, yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm a hundred percent for, you know, get your coaches, find the coach that works for you, um, you know, figure out the plan and, um, and always think about, you know, how and who else you need to tap into who has more expertise than you do to be able to show you the right way. Well, we are also trying to build a community here where we support our, our listeners and we support our guests. Um, so tell us just a little bit about, um, before we say goodbye, Ivy Digital, we get to talk about your agency um, so that people know what you do and um, can support it. 
if they need it. Oh, awesome. Thank you. And so Ivy Digital, um, we're eight years old now. Um, so we are a media and marketing agency. Um, our tagline is that we are cultural, social storytellers. We help brands tell their stories, um, utilizing uh, technology, um, uh, social media, and, you know, and long form narrative. And so it could be videos and or uh, blogs or, or newsletters or magazines um, overall. My background is in um, media and, you know, uh, magazines, uh, print and digital. And so I spent uh, 30 years, um, you know, uh, or, or 30 plus years now launching or relaunching media properties. And so I, you know, I, the agency was basically taking what I was doing as an editor and bringing it to the to the brands and so that they were thinking about how they're telling their stories and connecting with consumers in a more authentic way, a more fun way. Um, and so, yeah, that's really exciting. I, I, I enjoy doing it because that the create that's the creative side. And so this is also, I think, just to bring it back to why that fourth phase became like, you know, it was pulling. I was like, wow, this really is touching all my sweet spots, like my design side, my writer, <laughs> my right. brand marketing, the, you know, social media. So it's really, you know, touching everything overall. And so I enjoy doing that. Um, we, you know, we work with um, work with a wide variety of brands um, from we in the beauty sector, lifestyle, nonprofit. Um, I'm particularly now even more so um, very much keen into um, things that are have social impact. And so I want to be able to bring that skill set to that space. And so from politics to, um, you know, just, you know, people trying to help the world to be a better place. I want us to be, uh, uh, you know, a voice in that and, and a resource for that for, for companies who are trying to do that. And so what are your social media handles for the business and for your nonprofit? Sure. Um, so it's Marcia A. Cole, and that's M-A-R-C-I-A, A. Cole, C-O-L-E. Um, Ivy Digital um, is I-V-I-V is in Victor, Y is in, uh, yes, Digital, LLC. Um, and uh, fourth phase is fourth phase box. And um, passion meets purpose is passion meets purpose now. And so those are all on, we're on IG, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Busy, busy, busy woman <laughs> and productive. So, but thank you so much for taking some time out to, to be with us and to share your story and all of the wonderful lessons that you had. Thank you so much, Marcia. And for the, the listening audience, always um, thank you for being here with us and, and listening. Continue to listen, to subscribe. You can follow me at Sonia Aline and at business underscore first underscore podcast. Take care. Business First is hosted and produced by Sonia Aline. Associate producer, Lauren Turner. Edited by Ken Johnson. Executive producers, Omar Thompson, Andrew Kalb, and Ken Johnson. Find the Business First podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcast. The Business First podcast is a mean old line media and say it loud network production. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Branch sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get even softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order with code RESTful15. So head to B-O-L-L-N-Branch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details.